the U.S. economy still has a massive labor shortage. The industry is, is going to be short of technicians for years into the future. The industry's been facing it for years. Obviously, the pandemic exacerbated the problem. We really have to think about in these specialty areas, whether it's finance, whether it's tech, uh, whether it's engineering, really doubling down on an apprenticeship program. An apprenticeship is defined as an arrangement in which someone learns an art, trade, or job under another. It's really a mode of learning. I think what people are struck by is the quality, you know, say chemical technicians are now working with PhD chemists and actually being relied upon to do a lot of the laboratory work. That's advanced skill. Entire fields like nursing, teaching, and construction can't find enough workers. Let's break it down by field. The American Health Association reports 600,000 nurses plan to leave the field by 2027. Data from the National Center for Educational Statistics says the average public school has two vacant teaching positions, and that 4% of all public school teaching positions across the country were empty. Even the construction industry will need another 540,000 workers on top of the normal pace of hiring to meet the demand for labor, according to the associated builders and contractors. More and more, these professions are turning to apprenticeship programs to help fill the gaps created by labor shortfalls. And with what experts are calling a manufacturing super cycle on the horizon, the U.S. economy is quickly approaching a make or break moment. Not very many high school students think about a career in, in the trades. Can American companies revive on-the-job training programs to keep factories, hospitals, and schools running? Apprenticeships in the U.S. have a long history. George Washington served under a journeyman land surveyor. Ben Franklin learned the printing business while working as an apprentice to his older brother. Apprenticeships were more formally recognized in 1937 with the Fitzgerald Act, which outlined the rules of the road, so to speak, for this newly recognized class of professionals. Apprenticeships in the states thrived in fields typically associated with vocational work, like carpenters, boilermakers, electricians, and masonry workers. Over time, on-the-job training programs and other professions fell out of fashion along with the decline of unions and the rise of the service economy, aka the white-collar office job. We do not yet have a, a kind of culture of apprenticeship as a way of expanding the numbers who gain real expertise in those fields. A lot of employers are not used to the formal apprenticeship program. They do train very often, but it's uh, in a, a much more informal way than an apprenticeship, uh, which is, provides uh, far more rigor. So setting those up is a challenge for typical employers. And that's why we've been advocating funding for training organizations or what we call apprenticeship intermediaries to work with companies to help them get started. The White House plans to funnel tens of millions of dollars into these programs over the next few years. Still, that kind of money pales in comparison to the billions needed to fund government financial aid programs for traditional higher education. A modest government investment in those could really yield a flow of training by the employer once the employer gets started. As time passed, the apprenticeship model began to stretch into a range of industries like technology, healthcare, energy, hospitality, and even teaching. 
as these are very qualified, these are very high skill, high quality position jobs. And uh, the use of technology is staggering. It's not your uh, daddy's or granddaddy's trade. Okay, so these trades are very high, highly skilled positions. The U.S. labor market has changed drastically since COVID hit the economy in 2020. Labor shortages that happened because of lockdowns and health restrictions have persisted several years later. The construction and manufacturing industries, two fields that rely on apprentices, are still scrambling for more workers. Business roundtable, for instance, is one of the biggest or most important, rather, uh, owner organizations. Okay, And they have been complaining about skills shortage incessantly. So that is sort of a direct evidence that people who are in the right in the midst of this business, okay, they are saying we cannot find the workers we need. And that in turn has effect on, of course, not only the quality of construction, but also how long does construction take? The auto industry has felt this rather sharply, especially during the massive shift to electric vehicles. The industry is, is going to be short of technicians for years into the future. And uh, especially, I think, as, as uh, vehicles get more complicated, uh, they get harder to fix, and that takes more technicians with higher skill levels to do that. Public charity organization TechForce Foundation projects the auto industry workforce will need 900,000 technicians by 2026. And the aviation industry as well needs 78,000 more technicians by 2026. Those jobs are not going to go to Latin America or the Far East or wherever. Those jobs are needed in the U.S. The recently passed Inflation Reduction Act could also provide a big boost to apprenticeship programs. The law grants funding to several sectors that benefit from apprentice-like labor, such as manufacturing and transportation, more than $70 billion going to the sectors. Now, the U.S. could be in the early stages of what some Wall Street analysts are calling a manufacturing investment supercycle. Manufacturing construction is booming in America. This chart shows that spending on manufacturing construction across the U.S. increased by 76% from May of 2022 to May of 2023. A lot of times employers worry, complain about whether they'll have enough highly skilled workers in various fields, including in manufacturing. This is Jerry Lee James Tapia, a second-year apprentice at the New York City District Council of Carpenters in Manhattan. The District Council has a massive teaching facility on the west side of Manhattan, where apprentices learn the trades alongside seasoned professionals. So I go right back on that line, and I draw the inside line. That's it. They come around the other way. So when I nail, I nail right into here. When I go this way, I'm square there, and it's going to nail this way. Trades like these have had formal apprenticeship programs for decades. For workers like Jerry Lee, who bypass traditional colleges, they're a physically demanding, yet stable and high-paying career option. I saw the lifestyle a lot of my family members were living, and I saw none of them went to college. So I was like, you know, I really don't want you guys to waste your money on something I really don't feel like is suited for me. And they were like, but what do you mean it's not suited for you? You've been saying you want to go to college. And I only told them that because that's what they wanted me to do. That's not what I really wanted to do. Jerry Lee was one of 4,000 new registered apprentices in New York between 2019 and 2020. I just feel like college is a waste of time. Personally, for me, 
not for everybody, but for me, I felt like it really wasn't where I wanted to be. I wanted to be, you know, exploring things and making money as soon as I could to help my family. I made a decent amount of money um, working in the union. Right now, currently, since I work heavy highway concrete as a second year apprentice, I make $30 an hour. The jobs are physically taxing though and require long hours, early mornings and late nights. It changed my life completely, but when I joined Building Works, I used to weigh 330 pounds and working eight hours nonstop, burning calories, sweating like a dog, putting in work, I've lost over a hundred and something pounds. So in my next couple of years that I have left here, I'm just trying to soak up all the education and all the tips and tricks I can learn so I can become a well-rounded carpenter. So then I can just journey out and just keep on developing after that. Outside of the construction industry, there are tens of thousands of apprentices working in fields like heating and air conditioning, electrical power line work, and trucking. Most of these fields pay well above the median national wage. There are also apprentice pharmacy technicians and registered nurses. Even the education system, a field not typically aided by apprentices, is now getting help from the Department of Labor and new apprentices. Apprenticeship programs are gaining steam outside traditional focal areas like construction. New York City Mayor Eric Adams wants to place 30,000 workers into apprenticeship programs by 2030 and has expanded the initiative to include tech and computer programming jobs. Adams isn't alone. Maryland's Department of Education recently decided to invest $12 million to expand the apprenticeship opportunities for high school students to scale up work-based learning. Service revenue has dropped because I don't have enough people to service the clients. We have the demand, but we don't have enough supply of service staff to be able to do it, whether it be technicians or service advisors. There's no robots that can produce what we do. We do everything to grade A top tier perfection, you know? And the amount of work we produce with such precision and the time we do, the time it takes for us to do it, a robot can never match that.